Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Yeah, I always thought it was kind of neat at the Calgary Zoo where, you know, they sort of let the peacocks kind of roam around. Right. But I remember, um, you know, years ago we took our kids to the zoo. My son would have been like uh, three or four. And we're relatively close to one of the peacocks. And, yeah, when, when they're upset or they just want to make themselves heard, they can be pretty loud. And he was always kind of scared of the peacocks after that. Um, as much as I don't mind them, I don't think I'd want to be on an airplane with a peacock. I mean, flying can be uh, uncomfortable enough as it is. You really want a peacock on board with you? Now, this was a big story last month. United Airlines turned away a passenger who said, this is my emotional support peacock and I need to bring it on the airplane. Became a big, big story. Just last week, a woman in Florida uh, said she was told by airline officials to flush her hamster down a toilet after they refused to let it on the plane. She said, again, it was there for emotional support. I got to admit, I really have not been familiar up until now with this whole concept of emotional support animals. I mean, I do understand, though. As far as I'm aware, I think the Calgary Airport, don't they? They have some some dogs who um, hang out in the airport to keep people relaxed. Uh, So, I I mean, I I can understand the idea, the concept of getting some emotional comfort from, from a nice animal. But when we're talking about what's on an airplane, I think we got to be a little careful with that. Plus, is this just a way? I mean, if you know, rather than have your dog in a crate on the plane, to just say it's my emotional support dog and it can sit up on your lap, I guess. There's also the needs of other passengers and and people who have allergies, in particular, to to certain animals. That's problematic. But what about the rights of the traveler? What about the rights of the person holding that ticket? Has that been lost in all of this? Well, our next guest suggests maybe it has. Uh, Gabor Lukacs is founder and coordinator with Air Passenger Rights, airpassengerrights.ca. Dr. Lucas, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. All right. So how do we need to, to look at this question? Because this has become quite a, quite a flashpoint, hasn't it? The first point to understand is that this concerns the rights of passengers, not the rights of animals. So I may very much like Fluffy, my dog, hypothetical dog, but that doesn't mean that I can put the dog on the airplane. If a person genuinely, medically needs an animal, for example, because they are visually impaired and they need a guide dog, or they have perhaps a post-traumatic syndrome, they have been um, into war in a war theater and they have been emotionally scarred and they need that kind of support, then allowing animals within reason 
into the cabin is a matter of accommodating the passenger's disability. The same way that a passenger who has broken their uh, leg has the right to carry a crutch with them on board, another passenger who had other type of injury and other kind of disability has the right to bring with them whatever support they need, as long as it doesn't endanger the safety of the flight. Okay, well, let's take the obvious example you, you gave there. And uh, someone who's visually impaired has uh, a guide dog, a seeing eye dog. Do, do airlines, do most airlines accommodate that? Airlines are required to allow guide dogs on board, and they are not allowed in Canada to muzzle guide dogs because okay. guide dogs are trained specially to be able to deal with a situation like that when it is crowded around people and uh, and to behave themselves. That's how guide dogs are being selected. Would, would guide dogs so, have a have their own seat, or where would they where would they sit? They would normally be under the foot, under the legs of the passenger with disability, and airlines sometimes require that you bring a special mat for the dog just for um, sanitation hygiene purposes. Uh, and certainly the dog has to be a well-behaved one. That's why you take a uh, seeing eye dog. A more complicated question is what happens when you have an emotional support animal say, a support dog who is not a seeing-eye dog. Even in that case, there are two questions. First is, are you as a passenger capable of demonstrating with medical evidence that you have a disability? That's a question of documentation. And the other question is, is the dog safe to be taken on board? There is a need for some kind of documentation there. The airline certainly can ask for some documentation within reason. The main guiding principle is that you need to contact the airline about your disability well in advance before your flight, as soon as possible. In terms of potential danger to passengers, how are we defining that? Um, Everything is dangerous. You can have a drunk passenger next to you, and I think that uh, looking at the news, there are far more stories about drunk passengers making a scene on an aircraft than about uh, emotional support animals causing problems, which is very, very rare. So everything has some risk. The question is whether it is a reasonable risk. And generally, uh, the rule with disabilities is that you have to accommodate up to the point of hardship. So uh, if you want to bring in your pit bull as an emotional support animal, that probably will not fly. But if you have a disability and you need a support dog there who has been properly trained or you have some documentation about them being suitable for flight, the airline would have to have very, very strong arguments and very strong evidence before they can deny the dog flying with you. What about other passengers who may have uh, animal allergies, like say to cats or dogs? Excellent question. So one of the problems that we have and that's a problem that unfortunately Bill C-49 before, now before the Senate, perpetuates is that there is no sufficient protection, in fact, no protect, adequate protection at all for passengers with disabilities. Bill C-49 contains no provisions about passengers with allergies, for example, passengers to use wheelchairs. Uh, the general principle, though, is that in that case, you have two competing disabilities, so you try as an airline to create a buffer zone between them, and generally whoever 
communicated their disability first will have a priority and other passenger may have to be accommodated on another flight on a later flight to ensure that they are not exposed say to to dog hair or a cat or whichever support animal you have uh, that is how far the rights of other passengers go so when it is disability against disability certainly some solution has to be found but just because somebody doesn't like dogs that does not trump the right of a passenger to have accommodation for their disabilities. Okay, what provisions would be in place to deal with someone who either falsely claims to to have a disability that requires an emotional support animal or someone who falsely claims to have an allergy just because they don't want that that animal on their flight? What what would happen to them? Making such false claims is fraud. It could easily fall under the criminal code, especially if you end up receiving goods or services like transportation for your dog, which otherwise you would have to pay for. I would be the first person to help any airline to uh, bust anyone who misuses um, the obligation to accommodate his abilities for personal financial gains. That would be grossly inappropriate. Can I simply say to my airline that, look, I didn't know there was going to be a peacock or a dog or whatever on this flight. Uh, I don't want to be on this flight. You need to accommodate me so I can take a different flight instead. I, you know, I'm not allergic. I just don't want to be on the, the same plane as that animal. Is is that a legitimate complaint? No, it is not. Uh, the airline may nevertheless comply as a matter of good customer service, but unless you have an allergy and... Um, Unless there's good evidence that there's a risk issue, like if the airline wants to have a crocodile, emotional support crocodile, probably at that point the airline is being unreasonable. But as long as the airline is reasonably putting an animal there, there's reasonable evidence that it's safe, just because you have a personal preference does not mean that you can go to a different flight. Having said that, I would encourage airlines to accommodate such requests from you just because it makes everybody's life easier. But just think about it this way. Um, from the point of view of the law, someone who is a, has a disability is entitled to protection the same way as visible minorities are. So just because a person may not want to sit, God forbid, next to a person of a color, or don't want to sit next to a woman, or don't want to sit next to a Jew, or an Arab, or a Muslim, or a Christian, whichever you name it, it doesn't mean that the airline has to, uh, in any way, respect bigotry of this sort. Uh, certainly they don't, and doesn't have to. Uh, the airline cannot decide that it doesn't want to fly people of particular nationalities. And even if you don't like it as a passenger, well, you can rent your own private jet. But the airlines still have to follow common Canadian values of respecting human rights and uh, prohibition on discrimination. All right, very interesting. Well, more on, on these issues, more on uh, Bill C-49 in particular, airpassengerrights.ca. Gabor, thanks for joining us here today. Appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. All right, take care. Gabor Lukacs is a founder of uh, the group Air Passenger Rights. Again, airpassengerrights.ca. So, <laughs> what do you make of this? I got to admit, I, I've, I've never known anybody uh, who's who's had an emotional support animal. I, I'm really not familiar with the whole underlying medical evidence, but okay, let, let's say that it is a legitimate thing. That you get a doctor's note that, that says you need this emotional support animal. How do we deal with that? And what kind of animal, by the way? I'd be a lot more comfortable with a dog being on my flight than a peacock.
Maybe that's just me. I don't know. Anything with wings seems like it's that's an outside animal. <laughs> uh, and I don't mind birds. I just I don't I don't want birds in my house or on my airplane. Uh, dogs, I, you know, I like dogs. And sure, if I had to fly with my dog, I'd much rather have my dog sit next to me than than down below in a crate. But I, I wouldn't expect that. I guess I could say that's my emotional support dog. So, I, I, I mean, I get Gabor's point that it's got to be legitimate. You got to be able to to demonstrate to the airline that, look, I need this and there's a legitimate reason for it. I don't know. How much do we accommodate this stuff? 974-8255. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.